Seeding the Query Cache, Teak Dodo's blog, the 6th of November 2022. Skip to content blog tags sponsors RS's the 22nd of October 2022. React JS, React Query, TypeScript, JavaScript, Suspense. Six minutes read, no translations available. Add translation. A new RFC about first-class support for promises has been released last week, and it got some talk going about how this would introduce fetch waterfalls if used incorrectly. So, what are fetch waterfalls exactly? Fetch waterfalls. A waterfall describes a situation where one request is made, and we wait for it to complete before firing another request. Sometimes, this is unavoidable, because the first request contains information that is needed to make the second request. We also refer to these as dependent queries. In many cases though, we can actually fetch all the data we need in parallel, because it is independent data. In React Query, we can do that in two different ways. Copy parallel queries. Copy code to clipboard 1, 1. Use use query twice 2 const issues equals use query, query key. Issues, query fn. Fetch issues, three const labels equals use query, query key. Labels, query fn. Fetch labels, five, two. Use the use queries hook six const, issues, labels, equals use queries, seven, query key. Issues, query fn. Fetch issues, eight, query key. Labels, query fn. Fetch labels, in both variants. React Query will kick off data fetching in parallel. So where do waterfalls come in? Suspense Note. Please keep in mind that at the time of this writing, suspense for data fetching is still experimental. In the following examples, I will not be using the proposal from the RFC, but rather the suspense implementation that is already available in React Query, which is also experimental. As described in the above-linked RFC, Suspense a way to unwrap promises with React. A defining trait of promises is that they can be in three different states, pending, fulfilled or rejected. When rendering components, we are mostly interested in the success scenario. Handling loading and error states in each and every component can be tedious, and suspense is aimed at solving this problem. When a promise is pending, React will unmount the component tree and render a fallback defined by a suspense boundary component. In case of errors, the error is bubbled up to the nearest error boundary. This will decouple our components from handling those states, and we can focus on the happy path. It almost acts like synchronous code that just reads a value from a cache. Copy use query with suspense. Copy code to clipboard 2, glasses read data from cache 3 const. Data. Equals use query. 6, down arrow this enables experimental suspense mode 10. Party popper no need to handle loading or error states 14. Data.map. Issue. Equals greater than. 15 less than div greater than. Issue. Title. Less than. Div greater than 22. Rocket boundaries handle loading and error states 24 less than suspense fallback equals. Less than div greater than loading. Less than. Div greater than. Greater than 25 less than error boundary fallback equals. Less than div greater than on no. Less than. Div greater than, greater than. A note on TypeScript. Sadly, when using TypeScript, data will still be potentially undefined in the above example, as suspense is just a flag on use query that can be turned on and off at will. 
It can also be combined with the enabled option, which will make the query not fire and thus make the component not suspend at all. We might change this in the future with a dedicated use suspense query hook. Suspense waterfalls. So this is nice and all, but it can backfire when you use multiple queries in the same component that have suspense turned on. Here is what happens. Component renders, tries to read the first query, sees that there is no data in the cache yet, so it suspends. This unmounts the component tree, and renders the fallback. When the fetch is finished, the component tree is remounted. First query is now read successfully from the cache. Component sees the second query, and tries to read it. Second query has no data in the cache, so it suspends, again. Second query is fetched. Component finally renders successfully. This will have pretty impactful implications on your application's performance, because you'll see that fallback for way longer than necessary. The best way to circumvent this problem is to make sure that there is already data in the cache when the component tries to read it. Prefetching The earlier you initiate a fetch, the better, because the sooner it starts, the sooner it can finish. Nerd face but even if that's not the case, you can still use prefetch query to initiate a fetch before the component is rendered. Copy prefetching. Copy code to clipboard one const issues query equals query key. Issues, query fn. Fetch issues, 3, down arrow initiate a fetch before the component renders 4 query client. Prefetch query, issues query. 7 const issues equals use query. Issues query. The call to prefetch queries is executed as soon as your JavaScript bundle is evaluated. This works very well if you do root-based code splitting because it means the code for a certain page will be lazily loaded and evaluated as soon as the user navigates to that page. This means it will still be kicked off before the component renders. If you do this for both queries in our example, you will get those parallel queries back, even when using suspense. As we can see, the query will still suspend until both are done fetching, but because we've triggered them in parallel, the waiting time is now drastically reduced. Note. Use queries doesn't support suspense right now, but it might do in the future. If we add support, the goal is to trigger all fetches in parallel to avoid those waterfalls. The use RFC I don't know enough about the RFC yet to properly comment on it. A big part is still missing, namely how the cache API will work. I do think it is a bit problematic that the default behavior will lead to waterfalls unless developers explicitly seed the cache early on. I'm still pretty excited about it because it will likely make internals of React query easier to understand and maintain. It remains to be seen if it is something that will be used in userland a lot. Seeding details from lists Another nice way to make sure that your cache is filled by the time it is read is to seed it from other parts of the cache. Oftentimes, if you render a detail view of an item, you will have data for that item readily available if you've previously been on a list view that shows a list of items. There are two common approaches to fill a detail cache with data from a list cache. Poll approach. This is the one also described in the docs. When you try to render the detail view, you look up the list cache for the item you want to render. If it is there, you use it as initial data for the detail query. Copy pull approach. Copy code to clipboard1const use toto equals id.
number equals greater than two const query client equals use query client four query key to do's detail id five query fn equals greater than fetch toto id seven down arrow look up the list cache for the item nine get query data to do's list ten find toto equals greater than toto.id equals 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 id if the initial data function returns undefined the query will proceed as normal and fetch the data from the server and if something is found it will be put into the cache directly be advised that if you have stale time set no further background refetch will occur as initial data is seen as fresh this might not be what you want if your list was last fetched 20 minutes ago as shown in the docs, we can additionally specify initial data updated at on our detail query. It will tell React query when the data we are passing in as initial data was originally fetched, so it can determine staleness correctly. Conveniently, React query also knows when the list was last fetched, so we can just pass that in. Copy initial data updated at copy code to clipboard one const use toto equals id number equals greater than two const query client equals use query client for query key to do's detail id five query fn equals greater than fetch toto id eight get query data to do's list nine find toto equals greater than toto.id equals 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 id 11 initial data updated at equals greater than 12 down arrow get the last fetch time of the list 13 query client get query state to do's list data updated at green circle seeds the cache just in time red circle needs more work to account for staleness push approach alternatively you can create detail caches whenever you fetch the list query this has the advantage that staleness is automatically measured from when the list was fetched because well that's when we create the detail entry. However, there is no good callback to hook into when a query is fetched. On success on use query would technically work, but it would be executed for every instance of use query. If we have multiple observers, this would lead to the same data being written to the cache multiple times. The global on success callback on the cache itself might also work, but it would be executed for every query, so we'd have to narrow it down to the right query key. The best way I've found to execute the push approach is to do it directly in the query fn, after data has been fetched. Copy push approach. Copy code to clipboard one const use to do's equals. Equals greater than two const query client equals use query client. For query key. To do's. List. Six const to do's equals await fetch to do's. Seven to do's. For each. Toto equals greater than 8 down arrow create a detail cache for each item 9 query client set query data to do's detail toto.id toto this would create a detail entry for each item in the list immediately since there is no one interested in those queries at the moment those would be seen as inactive which means they might be garbage collected after cache time has elapsed default 15 minutes so if you use the push approach the detail entries you've created here might no longer be available once the user actually navigates to the detail view also if your list is long you might be creating way too many entries that will never be needed
Green circle stale time is automatically respected yellow circle there is no good callback yellow circle might create unnecessary cache entries red circle push data might be garbage collected too early keep in mind that both approaches only work well if the structure of your detail query is exactly the same, or at least assignable to, the structure of the list query. If the detail view has a mandatory field that doesn't exist in the list, seeding via initial data is not a good idea. This is where placeholder data comes in, and I've written a comparison about the two in number 9, placeholder and initial data in React query. That's it for today. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter if you have any questions, or just leave a comment below. Down arrow copyright 2022 by Teak Dodo's blog. All rights reserved.